Okay. Can I be honest here? Yes. I used to rely on alcohol for a lot of things, including managing my PMS symptoms like anxiety, irritability, feeling blue, ugh, huge mistake. However, as a sober girl today, that is obviously not an option, but have no fear. Ladies, we found a solution to our PMS woes, alcohol so not needed. Enter Jubilance, your daily support and new BFF when it comes to true and effective PMS relief. It's so simple. Just take one capsule a day and keep your symptoms at bay. If you're interested in trying it, you can use the code SOBERGIRLS for $10 off your first order. I've noticed I have more energy, focus, less cravings, and my mood feels so much more balanced. Jubilance is a non-hormonal available over-the-counter and powered by two-ingredient formula used by thousands of women worldwide to live PMS mood symptom-free. Think less anxiety, less irritability, more peace, power, and dare I say, fun all month long. Try Jubilance for $10 off by visiting jubilance.com forward slash sobergirls or Use the promo code SOBERGIRLS at checkout. That's J-U-B-I-L-A-N-C-E dot com slash SOBERGIRLS for $10 off. Now we know that finding the perfect non-alcoholic drink and symptoms feel like a major challenge, but we've discovered something that's about to knock your socks off and your taste buds too. Go Brewing. Did you know Go Brewing was rated number one, number one, Michaela, for non-alcoholic beer in the country, and rightly so. Fun fact. All of their beers fall under the gluten-free guidelines, so you won't get that gross bloated feel that you sometimes can get when you're drinking, let's be honest. Plus, all their brews without fruit have less than one gram of sugar. Because we want to feel sexy and sober and have fun, Go Brew is the perfect choice for us. And who says beer isn't sophisticated when you could just put it in a champagne glass like I do? My favorite at the moment is the Sunshine State Tropical IPA from Go Brewing. It's the mango and peach flavor. As a listener, you can save 15% by going to brewing.com slash sobergirls or by using the code sobergirls. Plus, get a free two-day shipping on orders of $40 or more. Again, go to brewing.com slash SoberGirls or use our code SoberGirls for 15% off. Welcome to the Two Sober Girls podcast. I am your host, Michaela, and I'm here with my beautiful, sexy co-host, Erin. And we're also health and wellness coaches and moms on a mission to guide you towards optimal health, lifestyle, beauty, and if you're new to us, you can follow us on Instagram at Two Sober Girls Podcast. We also have a Sober Girls Mastermind, private coaching, all of the things to help you heal your body. And if you want to learn more about health and wellness and not just about not drinking, you could just send us a DM. So welcome to today's show. And this is a fun one. And it's kind of going to go all over the place, I feel. But the title is Not Drinking is the Coolest Thing. I've ever done. And I truly believe that to mm-hmm. the core of my being. Truly. That is the coolest thing. And I, as a former party girl, thought yeah. that drinking was the coolest thing. And I was actually walking today and I was thinking what the word party meant to me at that stage. Ooh. And I thought it was fun, exciting, sexy, all of these things. But what it actually was you know, that the habits that took on when I was partying, it was the complete opposite. I was a mess. My body was out of balance. Mm. I woke up with anxiety and hangovers. 
I had really empty relationships and I attracted the wrong type of people. So all of these things I thought alcohol was giving me, it was just giving me what I didn't want, but I never really thought about it that way until, you know, I'm almost two years sober and just having that space from it and being able to dive into these conversations and be able to even process this with you all, like literally in this time, I'm still processing everything. It doesn't mean I have it all figured out just because I stopped drinking. I actually, I'm figuring out life and what I actually like and what I don't like. So let's talk about this. Not drinking is the coolest thing I've ever done. Amen, sister. I I love it. And I love that you were investigating the word party. As you said that, I was looking at, okay, what does cool mean to me? Like when I think of someone like so cool, I think of, confident, self-possessed, you know, the embodiment of just um, being fully alive, fully present and peaceful and kind and just exuding that sort of ease of whatever comes my way, I can handle it. Like, and like, that's how I feel sober. When I was drinking, it's like a nervous wreck, like medicating the anxiety to give me more anxiety. It was, it's not cool. It's just not cool. It's the opposite. Oh my God. It's so true. And I was watching Real Housewives of Mm -hmm. New York and Beverly Hills. Like I just, I haven't seen them in years. And I was like, oh, something told me to just take a peek and having, I guess, the filter that I have with knowing everything that I know, I, I view things so differently. And I see that these amazing, fabulous, beautiful, gorgeous women, a lot of them are using alcohol to cope, to party, to connect and all of those things. No judgment. I was there well, and sure. it, yeah. it, it's just what it is. But I've noticed that when I was watching the New York housewives, there was two housewives in there who are sober and I resonated with them because like I'm that type of sober. Like when I go out and the waiter comes around and they ask, what do you, you know, what is everyone drinking? And it could be, you know, my friends could be having tequila or wine or whatever. And I just say like, oh, what is your mocktail? Or I'll have um, Pellegrino with grapefruit juice or whatever I want. And I don't apologize for it. I don't make it a big deal. I just say, that's what I want. And they were going on different vacations and different restaurants. And I swear in every single episode, I was able to witness these two women who don't drink. And they just were like, I'd like a water, hot water with lemon, please. Nobody, nobody made a big deal out of it. Nobody asked, why don't you drink? Like it was beautiful to see, mm-hmm. really beautiful. And there was like one instance where I think Uba, the model who doesn't drink, she, she, she just simply explained one time where she was like, oh, I drank once. I hated it. <laughs> and okay. that was it. That uh. was it. And the other one didn't even explain on there why she didn't. So I don't know where we think that we need to explain to people why you are not drinking poison. Well, you just basically explained what, like the word cool, like those women are so cool. Cool. And they party and they have a great time. They're there. Yeah. They're fully there, fully present. But when we were talking about this offline, it's an, an energy that you sit in because whatever you put out is coming back to you. So if you were energetically saying, I'm really confident at peace with my decision not to drink and I don't feel uncomfortable with it. 
And this is, and I'm like, you, you know, I go out and I actually am like, I talk to the wonderful waiter and I'm like, Hey, I kind of like this drink without the alcohol. Can you make me this in a really pretty glass? And I get excited about it. I engage and I kind of make it known, like, this is my drink. And I, that is that energy that I'm putting out there for anybody else who wants to join me or not. But that is why they're able to do that and show up that way and not feel like, are they going to want to hang out with me? I'm not drinking. Are they going to ask me questions? No. Yeah. And this is what I saw in the Beverly Hills one where Kyle was the only one not drinking. And she went from, you know, this hardcore, always drinking with everybody to not drinking. And it was such a focal point of like the whole season And it made me really sad for her, to be honest with you, because I'm like, here is somebody who is going through something hard in her life, right? There's many things that are, is, is happening and, you know, we're not going to get into that, but, and she's choosing something that is so amazing for her. On top of that, she's working out, she's eating healthier and they're judging her like crazy. And, you know, she has to defend herself a lot. And I'm just thinking like, wow, it just shows you the two different types of, I mean, there's many different colors and layers of, of yeah. people and friendships, but I was like, I would never want to be in that sort of circle. Like I just, I like that would make me feel miserable, you know, for healthy choices. Are you kidding me? As a sober woman, you couldn't because you're sober and, and Kyle and so many people like Kyle, when they make the decision, there's a time of transition you are going to have a come to Jesus moment where you're like, okay, I'm, I, I release you. I forgive you. There's no hard feelings, but you were really only for me when I'm down, you are not wanting and rooting me on when I'm at my best. You prefer me, even if it's like unconsciously, it's some, so much of this Michaela's unconscious. So this is not in judgment towards anyone unconsciously. You prefer the broken me. You prefer the less powerful me because it makes you feel better about yourself or makes you feel more comfortable that maybe, you know, you need to make some changes too. But if I'm not, it's not going to rub on you that possibly you should. And so Kyle and so many people who write to us or in in our mastermind and we get these DMs all the time, just take a sip, a, a moment, go within, pray, release, bless them. And your path will illuminate of like your people, your tribe. But if it's anyone who wants you to put poison down your throat and you've made a decision not to, definitely pause there. Yeah. And I think you just have to pause yeah. in general. I mean, I've paused. Yeah. And I talk about this. I've paused a lot. I've paused on a lot of yeah. friendships, outings social situations, just because I, that's what feels good to me at the moment. And I know it's very temporary. It's not going to last forever. I I want to be out, but I want to be around the right people. And I know that's going to take time because at this pivotal moment, I think it's such a beautiful time where we get to recreate and redefine what we want and who we are. Because we go through life and this is, I can say most of us go through life, like not doing things that we truly want to do. And we never have the time to actually pause and, and -hmm. really question. And so when you do take this Mm -hmm. inventory and you say, okay, alcohol is not serving me. Oh my gosh. and, And you realize so many other things aren't serving you. And you're in this it almost feels like a void, but I think it's just this beautiful space of 
healing and transformation where a lot of your friends won't get you and that's okay. You know, I was lucky enough where I was in the health and wellness space while I like, while I was getting sober, you know? So it was like, I was still able to have these conversations like with you and, you know, my other friends. And I can see that a lot of women don't have that. And I think that's why it's crucial to be in spaces like that I shared today, where you are talking about wellness, you are talking about growth, you are talking about just improving yourself. You know, we all want to improve ourselves. We all, you know, do facials and perhaps do Botox and do all of these things. But it's like, if the stuff on the inside is not getting improved, it doesn't matter what you do to the outside. It truly doesn't because nothing on the outside is ever going to make you feel fulfilled perhaps for a second, but it's, it's just so fleeting. It's just, yeah. And so that void that you're going through or that magical moment, I, I like to look at it as a magical moment, but it can feel like a void. So I get it. That is when you are just becoming and who you are becoming is going to attract the right people, the right situations, the right circumstances, the right thoughts, the right everything in your life. You're going to, you're, we're all magnets. It's just the law of attraction, right? Whatever we feel and think inside, we end up attracting. So mm-hmm. when we spend that time and away from the noise of people, because yeah. people, a lot of people are just noise that I just choose not to participate in not saying I'm better or, or anything like truly, it's not even like that. It's just like, I want to elevate myself and it, and I will, I'm okay with taking the time, even if it's a year, even if it's two years to get the rest of my life, to be fine tuned in the way I like, I'll take that any day. Amen. And I love what you said too. You know, we are magnetic. So even if we find one person who's aligned, who shares this desire. That's why I love our mastermind. That you will join that person and then you'll become more powerful in your resolve. You'll have these conversations. You'll go deeper into the soul work. It's all human beings are very much so their souls are starving and they're looking to the outsides like you were alluding to. And even if you have a little bit of time, like I have a little bit of time under my belt in sobriety and I shared with you a situation where I went to a social outing that I was worried about, heavy drinking, heavy use of a lot of things. I knew in my soul it wasn't going to be the right place for me, but I thought, oh, but I, I'm, I've been sober for a long, I should go here. I can do it. It ended up being disastrous, as you know, and it confirmed like Aaron. You don't have to hang out in this arena anymore. There's other ways that you can connect with these wonderful people outside of alcohol, but I'm not doing that anymore. That was like a come to Jesus moment of like, okay, never again. Like it truly wasn't, I mean, yeah. this conversation with you, I don't fit there. I don't, I, I can't do that. And I definitely cannot be, I know this, I know this now. I didn't, maybe I needed to go through that. I was the only sober person. And I was like, ah, I got this. It's different when you're the only sober person and it's like a lot of consumption. Vibrationally, we are on different planets. Like I felt, I told you, I felt like I was on a different planet. And it just, my, my soul hurt being there. And so anybody listening, you don't have to do anything. If your conscious is telling you, 
it's not right for you anymore. You've moved on. You can love them in a different way. Listen to it. Find your tribe, find your people, go deeper into why you don't want to drink, heal your body, heal your mind, heal your relationships, live the absolute, for lack of a better word, balls off this life. Like this is why we're here. Let's go and really embody the true meaning of what cool is. Cool is being you authentically, you like every cell of your body alive and excited for life and wanting more and and open to whatever it is that God is bringing into on your path. But cool is not numbing. Cool is not doing things because it makes other people comfortable. So cool is really being authentic yeah. and in your power. Yes. In your power. And yeah. as you describe that, I imagined that event or any event that you that can look fabulous on the outside and you're there and you're like, oh my gosh, this is actually terrible and not enjoyable at all. It reminds yeah. me of like fast food. <laughs> like, you know, when like you're young and you're like enjoying fast food and it's amazing and you haven't like yet reached that palette of going out to like, you know, really quality restaurants and, or learning mm-hmm. high quality nutritious foods. Yeah. And actually that makes you feel better. Like that's actually like, you know, you learning how to cook really well and you're getting your body healthy and then you choose to go to a fat food restaurant and you're like, uh oh, I thought this was fun. I thought this was delicious. Like yuck. You feel sick. You f- I mean, I felt emotionally sick. You're right. That is And sick. you did for days. I did. Oh, you, I you felt sick for for a long time. I remember. Ladies and gentlemen, it's not worth it. So no, okay, it took me a while to get back spiritually. Like it took me down. But it's a lesson. It was a lesson to know. Yeah. yeah. And again, like, just to be clear, it was just being around it that took me down. Like, it's right. like you didn't even drink. I I did yeah. not have one. Thank you, Jesus. You know, one does, if anything, made me not want to drink even more. So that was a blessing. Like, right. I was like, oh my God, I won the lottery that I'm sober, but I can't be in this arena anymore. So. Yeah. And that's okay. That uh, awesome. You'll be in more beautiful full arenas. I mean, you know, just life is amazing. We do have one question that I think is related to this conversation. So I'm going to read it. Uh, we got this in our DM, which you are more than welcome to shoot us a DM, um, on any topic. And we'd love to discuss on here. Okay. I recently discovered your podcast and I'm loving it. I'm sober curious and attempting to start a sober lifestyle or a more sober lifestyle. I'm struggling with my partner. I told him I didn't want to drink for a couple of months and our anniversary is coming up. So his response was, so you aren't going to drink with me on our anniversary. Could you maybe do a podcast about navigating when you are interested in being sober, but your significant other partner or husband or wife isn't necessarily on board? This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Okay, Michaela, I am fully frustrated with my kids, whom I love more than life itself. However, as their mom, I feel like an absolute failure, and I can't seem to find the time to get us all organized and even have meaningful conversations. I feel like everyone is so busy. I'm so overwhelmed, so drained. Help me. Yes, get that off your chest. As the busy mom, I get it. I have found that when I am stressed and feeling stuck, the best thing 
to do is ask for help. Perhaps book a therapy session. Therapy is for everyone, every human desiring to feel better, live better, and learn how to solve life's most pressing problems and concerns in real time. If you are thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online and very convenient. All you do is fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist, and you could switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash SoberGirls today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash SoberGirls. What is your take? Mm, Oh, that's a great question. So first things first, bravo to you for desiring that and being open and honest. You already did the first right step. Like you made a decision. You're sharing it with your intimate partner. And now you have to stand firm in your resolve, even when most people are not going to be thrilled. Most people are not going to support you. I'm sorry. This is the truth. Culturally, we are saturated in alcohol and it's hard for anyone to understand. It's not their fault. They're just heavily, I don't call it, you know, they're, they're drinking the Kool-Aid. It's hard for them to see. For this beautiful soul, I would encourage her to have another conversation with her partner and say, listen, for our anniversary, maybe we can do something different this year. Maybe we can do more of an activity or go to a spa or go away or do something they enjoy doing together that maybe doesn't have to involve alcohol. And if she's comfortable, and again, this is so personal, if she's comfortable with him drinking Say, you can have your drinks. I found a great place where they have like beautiful mocktails and like be ready for that. I don't know where she is and if that's going to work, but I think you have to keep the conversation open and honest. She has to write down why she wants to do this and share that with him. Why? What's your why? Your why has to be shouting at you when you wake up. My why wakes me up and it's like, I can't wait to live. Like, I can't believe I get to live this sober life. And share it with other human beings like that. And and my children, like your why has to pull you up out of bed and be like, hey, remember me, let's go. So in sharing that why with her partner, she needs a sober community. If this is something that she's serious about, and it sounds like it, whether she just wants to drink less or not at all, she needs that support and community so she can have these conversations all the time. Like, hey, just went out. We had a hard time. He's not understanding why I'm not drinking. She needs somewhere to go vent with like-minded individuals who've been there, not to bash her partner, but to empower her. It's not about bashing the other person. The other person didn't change. I always say this, they're fine. They are in their lane and they're making that decision. God bless. It's when you make that change, you have to really give people time to adapt and to get used to the new you. And you have to have that grace period. But she does need that community. And her why. And, and things without alcohol to do together, really. Well, and I think this is, this really shows you people really have no idea how to go about this uh-huh. in relationships. Because there are, I mean, now examples are popping up, right? Now you can see different examples of, of living this life, which is amazing. Um, but a lot of people are still on this early, early stages of like, oh my gosh, what do I say when I go to a restaurant or what do I do when I go to a party? Should I do this? All of these things. And you are 1000% correct. A community will help you navigate that. So whether it's our mastermind or whether it's any other community, like 
I, I don't think you can do this without it. Yeah. Um, and then the other thing is from what I've seen and from the women that we have coached, when they went through this process that we just talked about, and we go a little bit deeper into it, depending on your situation, we don't know the details, the man ends up either going on board. So mm-hmm. we have somebody in the mastermind who just a few days after she decided to be sober, he decided to be sober with her. So now they're going on this beautiful journey together. And then there are some women who the partner drank less or it doesn't really affect them. You know what I mean? So there's, I mean, there's a spectrum of things. And if there's, I would even say like, if a relationship is not meant to work, like I think alcohol, like it just, it makes you alcohol, like removing alcohol allows you to see things a lot more clearly. So Mm -hmm. it's, let's say, let's say your relationship does not work. Right. Which I think that, I mean, that happened to you, right? Like you ended up getting a divorce years after it didn't work. It would have happened regardless, I feel, Mm -hmm. right? Like it's, I don't think it's because you stopped drinking. No, alcohol masks whatever is really going on in a relationship. And that reason why a partner is upset potentially of like, you're not drinking because it's going to open up this deep wide chasm of like, Oh shoot. Now we got to look at our relationship. Oh crap. I got to look, which we should anyway, we should always look at our relationship. We can, if you're, to be honest, if you're drinking, you know, on a normal basis, you really can't because you're in an altered state and you're numb and you're hungover and you're not present. Um, while you were speaking, you, I can empathize with her because when I stopped drinking, I was, I mean, I was a daily drinker and my social scene was heavy drinking. Um, I had people say, and now I can laugh. They said, Aaron, we're all alcoholics. And I was like, I don't know what to do with that statement. I was like, well, do we just, do you mean like, we're just going to continue to be alcoholics and not get help? Aaron, we're all alcoholics. Oh, I thought you were just going to learn how to drink normally. Um, some people said to me, I really miss the you that had Rose. Mm-hmm. And, and, and you know what the song comes to mind now? It's like that Taylor Swift song, like, oh, Taylor, she's dead. Like that Aaron is so dead. And I have to be honest with you. At first, when someone would say that to me, I would feel badly. Now I'm like, I don't miss her. She's a dead. That was a walking dead woman. And that wasn't me. And it's, and I'm like, this is me, like loud and proud people. But like that person's dead, that that she's never come. And, and by the grace of God, like I'm so lucky. But just so I can empathize, like, and now I'm looking back, like, I, like, and they didn't mean any harm by it. But those are could be very harmful statements to say to someone who was just newly sober because you're yeah in a tilt one way or the other. And that's where you need that community. Cause I've had too many people saying that to me, I would have pushed over back to drinking, but I jumped into a sober community, sober support and all the things. I mean, I put my head down and we magnetically came together. It was God, God, God. You have to solidify your resolve, but I I probably like heard it all. Yeah, I have to. And I see, I now see it and I hear it all hearing, you know, from, from our clients and, and just social media and all of that. And I think tying it back to the title of this episode that I want you to really breathe and embody. I think it's a belief system. I think it's a mindset. I think it's a 
new way of thinking, living, breathing, and being. When you think that not drinking is the coolest thing you've ever done, when you truly believe that, I want you to like, it's a that in. Yeah. And allow that to settle into your body, activate your cells, activate your brain cells. Again, not drinking is the coolest thing I've ever done. And you wake up with that and you fall asleep with that. Mm-hmm. That will guide your actions, mm-hmm. your thoughts, how to behave and how to answer in certain situations. So yeah. even coming into this, you know, coming back to um, this listener with her partner, when she does have that conversation with her partner and she explains her why, but from a place of not drinking is the coolest thing I've ever done and actually list why Yeah. brain health, gut health, better mood, better sleep, better skin, better sex, better friendships, just better. And in there, right. Michaela, better sex. That will be another podcast episode, but like you, you have better relationships. Come on. You feel deeper. Takes time. All other things. <laughs> yeah. To be continued on that. Yes. So I think you've you've nailed it. And just to have grace for your partner, your people as you are changing. Yeah. Just like it's taking you this long to realize. Yeah. It might take them double the time. You know, it might take them a month or two, but like by you being an example in anyone's life, I think it's just such a gift. It's better. It's such a gift because it's not what we say. It's the things that we do. And ultimately not drinking is the coolest thing I've ever done. And we'll leave it at that. So I just love these conversations. I truly, my soul craves them and I need them. And we were just laughing because before we hit record, we most of the time we come on here, we're like, what are we going to talk about? Like, I actually don't want these things to be so planned because this just feels like a normal conversation. Like, you know, like when you go to see a friend, you're not going to like take out your notes app and be like, okay, I want to talk about this topic and this, oh, and I definitely want to hit this. Like, you don't do that. You just see where the current vibration is. And we do this by tuning into us. And then we also tune in into you, the listener mm-hmm. and our followers and, and all of that. Like we just tune okay. in into the whole thing and out from that comes these amazing conversations. So like, I'm so glad that you guys are a part of it. Yeah. Um, so if you want to just say hello, hit us at, um, Two Sober Girls podcast on Instagram. Send us a DM. Send us your questions. Send us your love. Love uh, your questions. Yeah, love, 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 love. Um, and subscribe, rate, mm-hmm. and review. And we'll see you next week. Love we you, love you. Love you, love you, love you. I'm Madeline, and I'm the host of the Happiest Sober Podcast. I got sober in my 20s after a decade of gray area drinking, and the greatest plot twist of all time was realizing that alcohol, the thing that I thought made my life the most happy and fun and exciting, was actually the exact thing preventing me from living my happiest and best life. My mom is 40 years sober, and she joins me on my podcast very often. I like to call her my part-time co-host, and I also bring you solo episodes where I share my top tips, tricks, and mindset shifts in sobriety, and lots of 
how-tos for navigating all the things sober, from weddings to parties to holidays to bachelorette parties to trips. I'm also joined by so many guests who come on and share their sober stories, and they're all so, so inspiring. I'm here to show you that life doesn't end when you quit drinking. In fact, it's very much the opposite. And no matter what your relationship was with alcohol, life can be the absolute happiest when you're sober. New episodes come out every Tuesday. You can listen to Happiest Sober Podcast wherever you get your podcasts.